0: Real Cuff Radio is about to begin.
1: Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us.
0: Well, welcome to Real Cuff Radio. And I'm excited about today's interview. We are interviewing Bodie Hodge. And he is a speaker, an author, and a researcher for the Answers in Genesis. And if you have watched anything on the news lately, you have seen the big, huge, massive arc they just built. And, uh, you know, I saw the news kind of making fun of stuff, and I thought, well, I've got to go, go do an interview, because anything the news doesn't like, I want to see. So how are you doing, Bodhi?
2: Hey, uh, doing all right? Uh, it's great to be on the show.
0: Well, and I've got Julie on the line today too. Hello, okay. everyone. Hi, Julie.
3: Hello, welcome.
0: And I just want to say, you know, we went ahead and made a trip. We're from we're in Texas right now, and uh, we made a trip out here to see the Ark. And I was just blown away with the size of it because I wasn't expecting it to be that huge. Well, yeah, it sure and, is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, five, 510 feet long, I, I believe is what uh, they said.
2: Yeah, that's correct. And,
0: uh, yeah, so, you know, it's really, if, if, you, if people have not come out or not made a, you know, plans to make a trip to come out and see it, you need to. Because I'll be honest, I believe it's a sign for us in the last days.
2: Well, I'll tell you, you know, what, it, it it's definitely a sign. This, this is a huge structure. You know, for those who have not uh, seen some of the news uh, reports or anything like that on Noah's Ark, I mean, the pictures do not do it, do it justice. Once you're there and you see the immense size of this thing, it's an, it's an incredible uh, thing to see. And, uh, you know, you you probably noticed that when you got there. But, yeah, it's 510 feet uh, uh, long. I mean, this is huge. Uh, The descriptor given in the Bible there in uh, Genesis uh, 6, 7, and 8, that's where it's talking about the flood, talking about Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark was 300 cubits in length. And a lot of people wonder, well, what's, what's a cubit? We don't really use cubits anymore. But cubits basically fingertip to your elbow. And uh, based on that, uh, an ancient king, usually their cubit was the official cubit for their realm. But uh, the Bible lists two cubits. We had a short or a common cubit, which was about 18 inches. And then you had a longer cubit, which was a cubit in what's called a hand breadth. And uh, that would be about 20 to 21 inches. So uh, using the shorter cubit, Noah's Ark would have been about 450 feet long. But if you used the older cubit, the longer cubit, which is probably what Noah used, it would be about 510 feet long. And it is a huge
0: vessel. So. Wow, it, it is. Well, do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit how, what, you know, got y'all into doing this, and and you know, uh, where
3: did the vision come from?
0: Well, the,
2: you know, vision. Ken Ham.
0: Yeah, you know what? That's a great question,
2: actually. Ken Ham is the founder of the Ministry of Answers and Genesis. We're an apologetics ministry. Been around uh, uh, just under about thirty years or so. But uh, you know we've had this desire to build a creation museum, which we built here in northern Kentucky, and that opened in uh, uh, the year 2007. But uh, even before that was open, we had in mind, let's build a full-size Noah's Ark. And the board had been in uh, a conversation about that, and we'd worked with uh, some engineers on design, uh, worked with a lead uh, researcher uh, named Tim Lovett. And uh, Tim Lovett, by the way, he's an Australian engineer, and uh, he's an ark expert. And uh, he's, he, he's a young man, probably in his uh, 40s there. Um, and sadly, he was in a pretty bad uh, accident there uh, just about a week ago. Uh, he's a bicycle rider, and a car ran into him, and he's he's actually struggling for life right now. So if I can ask for, for prayers on that lead researcher, uh, Tim Lovett. But uh, Tim Lovett, uh, he did a lot of research on the design and the shape of Noah's Ark. So what you saw out at the Ark Encounter uh, was based on that Lovett design. But uh, uh, Ken Ham had this vision to have it built, and the board of directors, they too, also saw that vision. So we've been working behind the scenes for a number of years uh, before we ever announced that we were going to build a full-size Noah's Ark. We want to get a lot of work done behind the scenes beforehand. And, uh, you know, me being behind the scenes, you know, I, I, it's been kind of exciting for me. I, just, I, I still remember years ago uh, we were contacting lumber suppliers trying to secure about 3 million board feet of wood, which is what it would take, uh, to build this full-size Noah's Ark. And I remember lumber suppliers were like, how much wood? <laughs> we're like, three million board feet. And they're like, what are you building, Noah's Ark? And we're like, yeah, actually we are. <laughs> uh, so it kind of surprised them. And, uh, uh, but it was, <laughs> it was exciting to, to see it come to fruition.
3: So Exactly. So, uh, how much time was that from, from the minute you guys said, okay, we're going to do this, and then the preparation period behind the scenes? Well
2: behind the scenes was several years. You know, once we completed the the Creation Museum, you know, we're always doing updates to the museum and things like that. But we were in talks, you know, as far back as 2007. But uh you know, once it started to come to fruition, we started to do the offering, uh, you know, we did a bond offering. You know, a lot of Christians invested in, it. a lot of people donated to the project. Um you know, that actual time was probably about 4 to 5 years there, uh, just to kind of give you an idea.
3: Wow interesting. Huh. I like hearing that though. I like hearing that offering about that bond that you just said. Mhm. That Christians invested in it. Interesting. Yeah,
2: yeah and see there's this uh, mistaken idea out there that oh the state of Kentucky uh, you're using tax dollars to build the ark. That's absolutely the the state of Kentucky didn't fork out one dime for this. Um, you know, this was done by by private bond offerings. It was done with people donating. Uh, what it is, is we are allowed a tax incentive. And, you know, states offer this to just about anybody out there, you know, doing some sort of an attraction. You know, whether you're in California, whether you're in Illinois or Kentucky, you know, and, and you know, different states will compete with each other offering different tax incentives. And Kentucky offered us a tax incentive, you know, the. That they would offer to anyone, whether you're an atheist, whether you're a humanist, or a, a Muslim or a Christian. And what's interesting is once we started building the project, they came out and said, "Well, we're not going to give it to you because you're Christians." And uh, Answers in Genesis challenged that and said, "Hold it, that's discrimination. Uh, you can't discriminate us against us simply because." We are uh, Christian, and uh, you know, uh, you know the the final uh, resultant decision was, you, you know, what you're right, you you know, they couldn't discriminate against us, so uh, you know, we do receive this tax incentive, and what that tax incentive is, is the amount of money that is spent literally at the park, a certain percentage will come back to us. Think of it like this, uh, you know, when you do your tax returns, you made a certain amount of money, and the government's going to take so much money, and you can take certain deductions. Uh, you know, based on, you know, how many kids you have or things like that. Well, of course you check that box so that you can get the deduction so you get the money back. It was your money originally, and it's just an incentive from the state for you to keep a certain amount more. It's the same sort of thing.
3: I'm uh, actually glad you just said that because when we got there, we had been told, uh, you know, I hadn't heard any rumors, but somebody I think from the crowd had told us, well, we heard that Christians didn't even build this. So I'm so glad you just made your point about yeah. who was behind the whole scene because we're like, well, we don't know, but we're going to find out.
0: <laughs> yeah. So,
2: yeah,
3: i got to you know, say, we,
0: too, it was a it was a blessing because even like the hotel we stayed in or we went and ate afterwards at a uh, uh, restaurant, the uh, little, what is it, gold Gold Star Chili a, Restaurant. Oh, Gold
2: Star, Yeah, so, yeah. You know,
0: yeah. all those places are being so blessed because of what y'all built. That that hotel was completely full, and they said almost all of it was to come and see your attraction.
2: You know, that's exactly right. Even when we built the Creation Museum here in uh, Northern Kentucky, which the, the Creation Museum and the Ark, they're separated by about 40 miles, about 40-minute drive. And uh, you know it was built in two thousand and seven. Well, if you remember uh, the economy in about two thousand and eight really kind of crumbled, and uh, you know a lot of places struggled you know to you know to stay in business, uh, particularly in this area but what what we kept hearing from different hotels from different restaurants and stuff they said. You know, all the tourism just seemed to drop off, except for all these people that keep coming to the Creation Museum. And we go, well, yeah, thank you. You know, that was a nice blessing. You know, our numbers really did not dwindle at the Creation Museum, even in light of the recession. And what's interesting is with the Ark project, a lot of people here in northern Kentucky, a lot of businessmen were like, you know, they were all for it because they said, you know what, this is going to bring people in from not only all over the United States, but from all over the world. And that's exactly what we're seeing so far at the Ark.
3: How uh, how did you come up with that land to build it? Where did that c- come about?
2: Well, of course, we had to purchase that land, and uh, you know, we all total there's about 800 acres out there, and uh, you know, we had to buy a number of different farms or you know, and and things like that. But uh, um, you know. Originally, we were looking to see if if we were going to build it in Indiana, Ohio, or Kentucky. Um, The Creation Museum is built here in northern Kentucky, so it would have been nice to have our other attraction uh, nearby here. And, uh, you know, the different states were, you know, competing with each other with uh, uh, tax incentives and so forth. And Kentucky offered the best. And that's why we selected uh, Kentucky and looked for some land down here. Williamstown, you know, it's a beautiful little area. You know, there's a lot of wonderful Christians down there that we've been working with. And, uh, you know, they were pretty excited for the project. In fact, is uh, you know, it's really helped boost their economy already with a lot of people down there being able to get some jobs. And, uh, you know, so they're pretty excited about that. But, uh uh, yeah, we just had to had to buy the land, and of course, uh, you know, it's not cheap to buy land anymore. You know, so we had to raise funds for that as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. Wow. Now I mentioned it being a sign, and one of the things I kept hearing while I was there, and especially from other people, they were hearing the same thing. You know, Matthew twenty four, where it says, you know, you know, uh, but as in the day of Noah. So shall it be the coming of the Son of Man mm-hmm. until the day Noah entered into the ark. You know, they didn't know until right. the flood came and took them all away. And, and I, so I went back and, you know, the the listeners will have to go read Matthew 24 for themselves. But if you go back to the top, you know, Jesus is saying, you know, hey, uh, you know, they're asking him, show us a sign what's what's going to happen in the end time. And I, I believe y'all's ark is that sign. It's, well, it's here.
2: You know, there's definitely signs, you know, the Lord put signs and you know, uh, you know, you go back to early pages of Genesis and uh, you know, Genesis chapter 1 even it talks about uh, sign season, days and years. You know, to be on the lookout. You know, the Bible talks about those things. The Lord gives signs. And uh, you know, this is a sign to the world. Hey, uh, that the Bible's true. And we've been living in a culture where people have been denying God. We, they, they've been denying the authority of His Word. And, uh, you know, we we see it all over the place. We've seen it in school systems, you know, where we've got textbooks that are very much anti-God, very much anti-the Bible. We see it in secular museums, secular media. Uh, you know, we we see these types of attacks. And what the Ark is, the Creation Museum, uh, what the Ministry of Answers in Genesis is all about is that the Bible's true from the very first to the very last verse. And, uh, you know, that's a powerful message in today's culture. And what gets me, and I love this, is we got people from all over the world, many of which are Christians that are coming to see the ark, but there's quite a few people who are not Christians and they're coming to see the ark too. And they're going to get a chance to hear the gospel as they go through it. And you know what? That's what Answers in Genesis is on about. We're on about the authority of the Bible and the gospel founded in that Bible. You know, we're unashamed about that. You know, there have been times that secular media come in and they say, well, why don't you guys just admit it? You're on about the Bible and the gospel, and we're like, we do admit it. And they're like, oh, you do admit it. (laughs) They actually say it's kind of refreshing, because a lot of times people don't want to admit it, particularly um, many Christians. So yeah, we're we're right up front with that. We want people to understand the Bible's true. Hey, it's true when it talks about the ark, it's true when it's talking about the flood, but it's also true when it's talking about the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I have a question. Sure.
3: The type of wood that was used. Um, you know how uh, the art has such a shape to it. Mm-hmm. Is that wood easily moldable, or did you have to do some particular procedure to get it to shape?
2: Yeah, well, a little bit of both. You know, I mean, people have been working with wood for many years. You know, I mean, they're they're experts in doing veneer. You know, working with with, with wood and getting it to shape and different things like that. What we've done for the arc, uh, we, we've actually got uh, two main types of wood. We've got. Uh, Uh, some spruce and we've got some Douglas fir and that's what we ended up using. Now we also used some white pine for the ceilings and for the inside planks and what we also did was we had uh, a process that we did for the wood on the outside uh, because we wanted to treat that. Because, you know, Noah's Ark, it, it only had to survive a year. Now, we, we don't want the Ark encounter to only last a year. <laughs> we want it to last a lot longer. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. So, so, so we're doing some things. You know, it's a, it's a ship. It's, it's built like a ship, but it's also built like a building. You know, it's an attraction. But uh, what we did was uh, we, we got some wood. It actually came from the ne- uh, from New Zealand. We had it shipped to the Netherlands where it went through a process. that's called a koya and uh, basically it, it, it's supposed to last for probably 50 years or better. Um, you know, dealing with the weathering that we that we have to deal with here in northern Kentucky. And uh, what's interesting, you put the put the wood on there, it looks kind of brownish, but it's supposed to uh, fade into kind of a grayish tint. And uh, that's what it'll ultimately look like. It'll, it'll look like this grayish tint. The fact is, when you were there at the ark, if you look really careful at the ark, you'll notice that it's already going into the gray, gray tint already uh, there on the outside. What's interesting is the Bible says uh, to make the ark out of gopher wood. And I know yeah. one of the biggest questions we see out there is, "What is gopher wood?" <laughs> you know, and of course we like to crack the joke. Well, you go for wood, but
3: <laughs> but
2: uh, but actually, you know, researchers have actually thought about this. Um, it's probably not a particular type of wood. You know, we think of oak or hickory or or spruce or, or fir or something like that. Um, it's probably not a particular type of tree. It's probably the the planking style. You know, when I say pressed wood or plywood, that's a way you've worked the wood. Uh, one of the things we found in a lot of ancient ships, uh, for example, stuff we pulled out of the Mediterranean sh- uh, Sea or, or, or things like that, they have some incredible planking styles that were incredibly strong and incredibly efficient. And what happened was over the years is we've lost that technology. By the time of Columbus or the Age of Exploration, uh, we, were, we were building ships with what's called a Carvel style. It, it's kind of a cheap, easy way. Yeah, you can, you can keep the water out for a while, but the ships aren't going to last you a whole long time. And uh, what we suggest is maybe that ancient technology was a carryover from Noah's Ark and the Flood that had been passed along to a lot of early descendants, and what's happened is they've lost that over the years. If you consider, Noah lived 350 years after the Flood. His son Shem, according to the Bible, lived 500 years after the Flood. And these guys were master shipbuilders. So we see no reason that they couldn't have passed on some pretty good shipbuilding technology to some of their descendants.
0: Wow. You know your answers in Genesis uh, org. I, I guess there's a blog there where where you put because I, I, I read one on there called War and Peace, mm-hmm. and uh, it it looks like you've got a lot of really good stuff for readers to go to and be able to uh, read and learn uh, even before they come out to see you know the big ark and 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 uh, your creation museum.
2: Yeah, in fact, we got a lot of articles on uh, the website there, answersingenesis.org. We have a whole section on Noah's Ark. We have a whole section on uh, the Flood, uh, as well as a number of biblical topics. Now, another website, if you guys were interested specifically in looking at the shape of Noah's Ark and some of the structural studies and things like that that were involved, uh, Tim Lovett, who works with Answers in Genesis, I would mentioned him earlier, uh, he runs a website called WorldwideFlood.com. Uh, that, that's again worldwideflood.com, and that's actually owned by Answers in Genesis. And uh, what that does is that looks specifically at the art shape and its structure, and the window and the wood, and things like that. So, you know, that's another good site to go to as well. And of course, we have a number of books, uh, uh, you know, here at the ministry that uh, go into a lot more detail, too.
3: All right.
0: Well, Julie, do you have any questions?
3: No, I don't think I have any more questions, but it is on my heart to pray for Tim right now.
2: Yeah.
0: All
3: right. Well, let's
2: go ahead and do that then.
3: Heavenly Father, we just come boldly before your throne of grace on behalf of Tim and, and how Bodhi had asked for us to pray for him, and we thank you, Father, that you're the creator and you've created Tim, even in his mother's womb, and we ask you to just uh, breathe life into him right now, Father God, and that you would supernaturally touch every physical part of his body and we just speak resurrection life to him father God that you would raise him back to be all that you've called him to be and that what you've begun in him you would surely finish father God we thank you for health and healing to him right now and peace to the whole family help guide the surgeons hands and whatever needs to be done where he's at at this moment. We thank you that you've never left him and you've never forsaken him, and you're there for him at his time of need right now. In Jesus' mighty name, praise you, Father.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, Bodie, we really do appreciate you coming on. And like I said, we really enjoyed going, and uh, I will also put some, uh, you know, we'll interview uh, a couple people at the end, you (laughs) know, saying their experience.
3: One thing um, to the families out there, uh, as a mother um, with children, four children, parents, grandparents, take the time to take your kids. Explain this and take them now, Uh, especially the agenda of schools and so forth. I highly advise it. Like I said, I think we went through seven states before we even got to this place but uh, it's well worth the trip. So, um, and it's not too expensive to go, uh, same amount that you would pay to go to Six Flags or an amusement park, but uh, this is well worth the time for your kids and your grandkids to come see this. And, um, that's all I wanted to say.
2: All right. Well, we really appreciate you guys giving us a call, and uh, we can chat about all this. And uh, God bless you, and keep up the great work. God bless Definitely. y'all, too.
3: You, too. Thank you so much. Blessings.
0: Thank, thank you, Bodie. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay, so what is your name? Michael Pantuso. Okay, Mike, well, tell us, what do you think about this ark?
3: Well, I thought it was really big. And it was really cool because it was from, like, the ancient times, just how huge it was no and how long it would have took them
1: to build the ark. It was really cool.
0: So what is your name?
1: Angelina.
0: Angelina, tell us what did you think about the ark?
3: I loved the noises that was going on in it.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So, what is your name? Timothy. And so, tell me, what did you think of the ark?
1: I thought it was it was really huge and how much capacity it holds. It was pretty cool.
3: All right.